Blog Talk Radio. Are you excited by your life, by the possibilities that are open to you every day, or are you still waiting for your real life to start? You think things will just happen to you, opportunities will just create itself. Well, it doesn't. Get ready. Some people will tell you they have all the answers, but very rarely. There's someone who knows you hold the answers. You create through the four important ingredients, mind, body, spirit, and social. A lot of people talk about mind, body, and spirit, and they forget about the social. Believe me, that is a very important key ingredient. Finding and releasing the gold mine that is within us to use our inner tools to achieve personal and financial success. Your life is a masterpiece that you create a stroke at a time. It's time to jumpstart your life with Silva. Now, here's your host, Silva. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Turning Ideas into Profit Show. I'm your host, Silva. It feels so good to be back on the air again, and I can't think of a better way to jumpstart your life than turning your dreams into reality. How often have you heard yourself or one of your friends say, Why didn't I think of that? Oh, darn it. I thought of that idea a few years ago. And here, someone has actually gone ahead and made it happen. Or even worse, when you think, I have this brilliant idea to make or create or build, but come on, let's be honest. Put your hands up. How many of you have done that or you know someone who's been saying that? I know I have. And let's face it, it's raining ideas. Just look around you. Every product or business that you see out there or on your desk right now, look around in your home, in your office, in your refrigerator. Your computer itself that we're doing this show from, it all started with an idea. So what made them successful? Was it luck? I don't believe so. During the show, for the next 30 minutes, we will be talking to amazing entrepreneurs, individuals who have turned their ideas into profits. We'll find out how they did it, what strategies and inner strength kept them going. So let's get started. I'm delighted to say that my Today Show, the first show, I will be welcoming, I am welcoming back one of my favorite guests, who I'm proud to call my friend, Faith Hope Consolo. Faith is the chairman of the retail group of Douglas Element Real Estate in New York. And here's the thing. There are great deal makers. There are fashionistas. And then there is faith. Let's just jump right in and meet Faith. Hello, Good Faith. Afternoon. I hope you're there. I'm here. How are you? Ah, I am so good, and I'm so fortunate that I can have you on my first show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Great to be back. My pleasure. I know we tried to do this a few months back, but things didn't work out. Uh, we're back on track again. And... Um, I want well, to we're start with you because now and uh, we'll make it work. So That's right. It is working already. So 
Natasha, tell me about your life right now. I mean, this is one of the best ways for me to illustrate to someone to move ahead with their life. How well, is your life right now? And then how did it get to be where it is right now? Yeah, well, this has been an interesting <laughs> <read> journey. <laughs> interesting <laughs> journey, but uh, as you know, nothing is really straightforward or direct. But I can report here from... Uh, my world here in New York, actually, my world is the whole world, but uh, here from my office in New York, that things are very good, things are very positive. We've had some incredible projects we've worked on for the past year or since we've spoken together. I think it's been almost a year, if not a year, and uh, right. traveling extensively and looking at new markets and it's just the vitality that I find when I visit all over the world, but just finding new trends and bringing new ideas. You know, I uh, people say to me, Faith, when you go on vacation, do you rest, do you relax? Well, for me, <laughs> resting and relaxing is always being involved. I mean, I don't just turn my mind off, as I know many people don't, is we're all in such information overload. But wherever I go, wherever I visit, for whatever reason, I'm always looking for something different, something special, the spirit of whatever city or uh, landscape that I'm in. And it's amazing how you find things. And sometimes, and sometimes, and I like to tell this, I I teach at a lot of the colleges and uh, schools here, and I do travel out of New York to do that too, to tell people just to look sometimes in their own backyard for inspiration and ideas. And uh, and that's what makes me happy, so I don't really just put my feet up and relax. But we've been uh, doing a lot of work now on some, you know, that retail is my detail. I like to tell that to everybody, although I'm in real estate. Real estate is what I do, but it's not completely what I am. I mean... My background is in art history, but instead of taking that straight line, I went into real estate, and, uh, of course, fashion's also my passion. But I've been <laughs> visiting different um, cities throughout the United States and looking at markets that are becoming, reinventing themselves, whether it's out in Seattle or it's in Denver or even parts of Florida. We've, I've really traveled coast to coast, but... You know, the Southwest and the Midwest have seen a lot of changes, and I'm happy to report that um, there's a lot of good trends coming out of these markets, but that many of the areas that had suffered under the downturn have not only come back, but have come back stronger. And we're finding a lot of um, not just younger women, but women of all ages, entrepreneurs, going into business for themselves, not just in the real estate business, but in many aspects. We have a lot of the, what should I say, the fashion and fitness craze. It's now on the East Coast almost as much as you have it on the West Coast. And uh, we're bringing some of those new concepts to New York City. I just brought from Dallas a very interesting concept that is going to be something very, very strong that's going to compete with your soul cycle, and that's called Pure Bar, which is a very elegant way of exercising, working around the the classic ballet. And with that, we've brought a lot of 
good-looking fitness fashion, you know. I traveled to Canada, and that was where it was the home of Lululemon and their great right. athletic wear, which everybody wears for day wear. But we have a wonderful new retailer that I found in my travels. I was visiting with people up in Toronto, and I came across a new concept, and I said to them, oh, well, why don't you come to New York? We probably can make you the best, the next Lululemon. And the timing was right. The timing was right because people want choices, and that's called Lole, L-O-L-E. And uh, they've come with a new store in Soho, and we're working on another store in the Upper East and Upper West Side, and I'm going to take them. Down the East Coast first, because that's what Canadians like. They like to go to Florida. They love that sunshine. Although you have a lot of sunshine in California, they love that. They think our 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 Florida is like the Riviera, you know. So we're working. And, and the other craze here is that the whole country has become a country of foodies. Not just organic and green, but everybody has another idea of uh, not only different types of food from health foods, but everybody is looking to be not just strong and fit, but how to cure themselves and energize themselves. So there's all these new food concepts. So we have all these new food halls, and that's really more coming from Europe. Interesting enough, one from, of all places, from Prague, not just Italy, not just France. So we're seeing a lot of different Concepts. You know, the world has become very small now. You know, we have we reach our arms can reach across the ocean in a New York minute. I love that. I think it's really uh, it's important to. I mean, yes, New York is very centralized and very close to Europe, but it's wonderful to walk down the street and and have the experience of and, and the flavors of different kinds of foods and different cultures. I mean, it's just yes. wonderful to have that. Yeah, I like it for the cultural also, and and they're opening in some of our, and um, no, all of the newer brand shops from Europe, the larger uh, multi-brand shops and, and uh, some of the bigger concepts, they're all having their own dining experience, which we used to see in European department stores, not so much in American department stores, although we saw it at the roof of Barney's and some of the others, Macy's and Saks. But now, even Ralph Lauren, we just opened a new store for him on Fifth Avenue in New York, but he opened his restaurant next door, and the only other place he has his own restaurant is in Paris. Of course, it's a magnificent building there, but we, he's on Fifth Avenue and 55th. So a lot of the stores now are, are giving the full experience. Of course, you know, just having it. And many of the shoppers, they they may not be, per se, a Ralph Lauren shopper or a top shop shopper, but they'll go there for the restaurant. Giorgio Armani opened the restaurant. But it's really a wonderful experience and, and really creates a different kind of uh, concept. So we're seeing a lot more of that, and our fashionable fast food all come from Europe. Panda Quotidian from Belgium. I mean, many of the concepts. So we're seeing a lot more of that, too. So we see things that are across the board now, you know, from affordable luxury to high-end to the experience. And we're getting the first Microsoft store here in New York on Fifth Avenue. And people say to me, but Faith, why did they take Fifth Avenue? It's inordinately expensive. Why is that? Because Apple's largest grossing store is on Fifth 
and they want to really compete in that backyard. So I think that we're seeing, oh, and Amazon, Silver, Amazon, the famous, you know, oh, are we all going to shop online and nobody's going to go into bricks and mortar store? Well, they found in order to have the consumer experience and understand the customer better, they had to open up their own store, and they're opening in Herald Square on 34th Street, just steps from me. Really? Yes. So oh, that's really, surprising. I know. That was probably the wow. biggest news. We have seen other online retailers, we call it from clicks to bricks, come in, jewelers and, and right. art and books. But for Amazon to take their own store, that was a very big message to the market, not just to have a store, but to engage with the customer. So all of your listeners can hear it from me. Online retail will never replace bricks and mortar. But everybody, all the retailers are sophisticated enough to know they have to do everything. They have to work online. They have to work on the on the street. They have to engage and embrace the consumer. That's incredible. I mean, this is a news flash for all my listeners right now. We heard it right here from Faith. Yes. Amazon is actually going to have a storefront on Fifth Avenue. Is it on Fifth Avenue or 34th yes. Street? Fifth, uh, no, 34th Street, not far from Fifth Avenue. Wow. You know, I was just in New York with my niece and nephew. Uh, it was freezing cold, and I was oh, there for I like know. two, three days. And I we walked know. around, and the kids were just so impressed how everything was just right there. They just they were in awe. And I'll be yeah. back again. Uh, actually, next weekend I'll be back in New York again. But well, totally we, fair. Well, yeah, uh, because just just listen. I know it's cold, but everybody bundles up. But I, can <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> yeah, we welcome everybody. We have many, many. This year, by the way, New York City, <laughs> we just closed out late year end at 55 tourists, so we're really excited about that. It's wonderful. Well, we just talked about all these amazing things and all these names of well-known Microsoft, Amazon, and all those. Every one of them started with an idea and yes. turned it into a reality, which is what the show is. And tell me, how did you, I know you've changed careers during your lifetime, and they've been successful yes. in each one of them, but what led you to the life you're enjoying right now? How did it all start? Well, oh, well yes. It led me to real estate, which uh, for your listener is my third career, my first career. I had a modeling company when I was in college that uh, I started actually to earn extra money in college, and I took that local modeling company and I ended up selling it to a national cosmetic company. I engaged everyone in it, and then from there I became an interior designer, which is what I studied in uh, an interior design here at uh, Parsons School of Design in New York and Paris. And I did that for several years, and when I relocated back to my home in New York and Connecticut, Someone suggested, Faith, you know, you've been all over the world, you've traveled, you're a world-class shopper, you love to shop, you know all the brands, and this goes back over 20 years. Why don't you consider real estate? I said, well, what would I do in real estate? Because to me, real estate was owning a home. They said, well, you could do retail. I said, what do you mean retail? I don't want to sell in a store. No, 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 no. You could lease retail 
stores. I said, what is that? What is that? Well, stores. You know, you love a store. You visited it in Paris. You visited it in London. You visited it in, in Ontario. Bring them to New York and 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 expand their their presence. I said, well, let me think about it. Are you there? Are you there? Oh, we lost faith. Don't worry, all is good. I'm sure she will call us back. Um, as Faith was mentioning, that she has lived a an exciting jet set lifestyle, and um, I mean, she is recognized worldwide as the queen of retail. She is renowned for her expertise as a consultant and retail broker who's been instrumental in revitalizing and sculpting retail corridors across the nation. As she was talking to you right now, everything on Fifth Avenue is, you know, she has brought many stores in the the location. And uh, I really wish I could get her back to come online so she can share with us she was just about to start talking the magic of creating um, the business that she got into it. And, um, you know, the idea that she just mentioned about um, Amazon and all that, and we were talking earlier about turning ideas into reality, I mean, we were just, you just have to look around. For example, Spanx, Ugly Doll, Dyson, um, Blue Buddha. All these kind of stores, um, Mrs. Fields Cookie, they all started with a concept, with an idea. But, you know, why do people start businesses? I think because we all seek to find peace and fulfillment in life. And in some ways, turning your ideas into profits um, gives you that fulfillment. And according to Webster's Dictionary, What is fulfillment? It means a feeling of satisfaction of having achieved your desires. So if you have a desire to create a product or a service or a business or even if it's a nonprofit, you know, people always look at nonprofit as why would I want to do that because it really doesn't make me money. Uh, I want to make I want to start a business that makes a profit. Well, you know what? I've had a nonprofit for about 14 years now, and I heard that exact same thing when I wanted to launch my nonprofit organization. And people said, why do you want to do that? Everybody wants to start a new business to make a profit, and you want to go into a nonprofit. Well, sometimes having a nonprofit to do good turns into a very profitable business which in my case, that's what exactly happened. When I started my nonprofit organization, I actually didn't have a book at the time. My Jumpstart Your Life book wasn't even a thought in my head. I was successful in real estate, and I wanted to give back to my community. I wanted to share my story, how after walking away from a divorce with zero money, it was an abusive marriage, with zero money after a short marriage, I decided to go into real estate, something that I knew nothing about, which is what Faith was just talking to you about. She was, it was suggested to her that she jumps into real estate 
but she didn't know anything about it, and she had to think about it. And it's a good thing that she did go into it because now she is in a very successful position, career in New York, and she has also turned that success into a vehicle to give back to the community, to New York community, to other areas, especially when it comes to children, uh, charities. She's very much into education, empowering um, students, colleges for uh, young women to excel in their career and get ahead in life. And uh, I know she has a few other charities coming up, and she's constantly busy with that. But getting back into how I got into the nonprofit group, when I started my giving back to women and children at risk, because I became successful in real estate after, like I said, for my um, walking away with zero money, literally. I started my real estate business with zero money. Uh, we'll share that another time. But um still waiting for Faith to call back in. Hope you do, Faith, and uh, I will continue on. When I started the nonprofit organization and I started sharing my stories with um guests who are staying, tenants who are staying at the Salvation Army, I noticed how it made a difference. These ladies will come to me later on and say, you know what, thank you for sharing because after hearing your story, I believe that I can now do it also. I can pull through this situation. If you did it, I can. And I agree with that. If I can do it, you can. It's not a cliche. It's true. Because we all have the same tools. I mentioned in the, um, I believe you heard it in the introduction of the show, where it's all about connecting your inner tools, your mind, your body, your spirit, and your social tools. What are the social tools? It's your surrounding. To be successful in business, you need people. You need team. You need customers. And it's important to focus and cultivate the right social group around you, even within your own home. So um, I will share with my story in a little while because I think I'm lucky enough to have Faith back online. Oh, yeah, I don't Faith? know what happened to us. Sorry, Silver, I don't know what happened to us. We went down. <laughs> I oh, know, God. I kept looking at you technology. Call, and I go, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> now, where was I up to? I was telling the... Anyway, it's okay. I shed a few tears. Your listeners don't have... I was getting so emotional telling the story. Oh, you I were listening to me? Tears. Yes. <laughs> no, I was trying to tell them that there's a there's a, a, a hope. There's always hope. And, yes. uh, okay, so you were there telling is. us how you were proposed to do going into retail business, and you said you are going to think about it. Yes, right. But then think about it. I, a few days later, uh, the owner called me and he said to me, listen, I think this could be a great match. Let's try to figure it out together. And I said, all right, I'll try it part-time. You know that line of part-time. Well, from the minute I went into the office and I started to organize my thoughts and make lists of stores I had visited all over the world and concepts that I thought would be exciting that would work in the New York City area. I started to get excited, but then the then we didn't have a lot of research or computers. So literally, I took phone books and looked up companies and 
called chairmans of companies and just was very, very positive thinking. I said, I'll get appointments and I'll go in and I'll tell them how much I like their product and how I visited their store in Paris or I visited their store in Miami and how I think they would be great for the New York City market. And one of the first companies that I did call uh, was Godiva Chocolatier. And the reason being is that Godiva, I had seen many stores all over Europe, but only one store in New York City. And I said, this is a very successful company, many locations, and there's all these chocolate lovers. Now we have many, many chocolatiers here in New York City, but at that time we didn't. We only had a handful, and Godiva had one store. And I actually called the chairman of the company and you know, sometimes you have to be a little lucky. I was lucky because it turned out that he he had studied cooking in France, so and I had studied interior design and art in France, and and um, he lived in Paris, and we started to speak about that. And I said, well, I gave him my idea, and he was the president, but he was here back in the U.S. about expansion, and he said, Faith, I. You just called at the right time. We just had a board meeting, and we were thinking about that. And I would meet with you and discuss that. Well, lo and behold, I mean, here is this big company. And I said, well, okay, I'll come and visit with you. (laughs) But I always think, and I still think this today, Sylvia, and I would tell this to your listeners, even today with all the email and the Internet, and, yes, they do Skyping, there's nothing like a personal meeting. I mean, I still go visit my clients wherever I am, New York, California, uh, Oshkosh, I like to say, Florida, Dallas, because it's that personal touch, that meeting, that sitting with someone and exchanging ideas. So I made an appointment, and um, but Faith was not so smart because, well, she was so excited to make the appointment and call him. The day before the appointment, when I was putting my papers together, I called to confirm, and they said, yes, yes, we'll see you tomorrow morning. You have the address. And I said, yes, but let's confirm it. And they re giving me this address, and they said, and then they said the city, it was in Pennsylvania, which was two hours <laughs> from New York City. So I made this appointment like I'm visiting him around the corner. And so I got off the phone. I wasn't going to cancel the appointment, and I spoke to my boss, and he said, I'll give you one of our associate brokers, and he'll drive with you. And if you're going to speak about property, it can be helpful. I said, yes, but this is going to be my account. Yes, yes, yes. I said, all right, we'll go together. And we did. We drove to Pennsylvania. We met with them. And the reason being is they had an office there because it was near all the chocolate factories and the packaging. And he showed us all the production line, Godiva, and he told us the whole history. And we really, really had a wonderful rapport right away. And my associate who I brought, actually who I went on to make the first deal with, was very helpful regarding the space and how property went because I was just learning. I felt I could get the companies. So what happened is a couple of days later and, the board said, all right, I'll think. I said, no, I want an exclusive. I want you to let me represent your company. I know how to represent a brand like this. Well, I want you to put your faith, I said, in faith. And I guess I charmed him because two days later he called me and he said, I am going to give you a chance. He said, I'm going to give you a contract to represent us. 
we'll meet and I'll tell you where I want to be. And actually, that was the beginning of not only a long-term relationship, but multi and multi and multi deals. The first year I made, I did all of their breaking ground locations, New York, then we went to Jersey, we went to Connecticut, and then I, I, I traveled with them all over the country looking at sites because we had made such good decisions in the Northeast that they didn't even want to pick a mall location, anything, without my guns. And this went on for years and years. And they referred other clients to me, wonderful that- clients in different businesses. It just was, and and it was a very exciting, but I will tell you, I I don't want to say I was scared, but I was. I worked harder than anyone else. I worked nights. I worked weekends. I canvassed. And in our business is a commission business, so everything depends on your production. But you know what? I learned along the way, and I made wonderful relationships. And I feel fortunate because, you know, now when someone says to me, Faith, can you help me get into this company? Or can you tell me where there's a good training program? Or, Faith, will you come back and mentor people in different businesses? Right. Of course, you must give back. You have to get someone gave me a chance. I, I Thank believe you. in that. I'm so sorry, Faith. We only had 30 seconds left, and I okay. know this 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 dropping of the call sort of threw everything out of whack, but I'm we're going to have to pick this up again. That's okay. We're going to have to pick this up again, and I know the listeners are going to have to re-listen to this show over okay. and over again to pick up all the nuggets of wisdom that you shared with us. And it's just you created your luck by taking actions. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I'm getting from you is that you took risks. You didn't know how to do something, but you took the risks. And by taking the actions, you made it. Thank you so much for sharing, and I hope I see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you, Faith. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was amazing. I am just so sorry you didn't get to hear all of the show, but Faith is amazing, and we will get her back. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.